Thanks for tuning in to the Embrace the Madness podcast. This is Madeline. It's a beautiful day today and we're going to get right in it. So last week we talked about um, kind of what we're doing here, the whole premise of our existence, how crazy it is that we're here and doing all these things and stuff like that. Um, So now... Now that we do know we're here on Earth for a very, very limited time, what the heck are we going to do with it? Um, so during this episode, we're going to talk about um, how important it is to make these choices so that we can live this awesome life, how important it is to be mindful and awareness when you are making these choices. Otherwise, you're just going to live life distracted. Which is fine, but I don't know. To me, I want to get more out of life. I mean, if I'm only here for a little bit, like, let's do this. But yeah, and just staying aware helps you accomplish all these cool things. And I think, I mean, I kind of gave that disclaimer last week where it might get intense, which, I mean, for some of you it might not, but... And I mean, I'm sure you've already realized this podcast is going to be pretty existential. I mean, this stuff's on my mind all the time. And I think it's so fascinating to talk about and just to hear what other people are saying and what other people think we're doing and kind of just everybody's personal philosophy on life. That's intriguing to me. So I just want to explore these ideas and kind of almost just say, hey, it's okay to talk about this stuff and have this conversation and dialogue and why not? Let's do it. So since we are talking about meaning and purpose, if any of it makes you uncomfortable, it's okay. I think, and I mean, we're going to talk about it, but everybody is like, what, what are we doing here? everybody and there's just a lot of uncertainty and so I think that's what freaks people out but yeah so I'm just gonna do another intense uh disclaimer again but I think it'll be really good I think it's really important to think about these things so that we don't have some existential crisis like on our deathbed and then we're like oh So yeah, let's just get the existential crisis out of the way and then we can live our lives and everything will be great. So this isn't like some new question that just popped up. I mean, ever since humans gained the ability to think and like they're probably like, well, what's going on? And... Everybody thinks kind of different nuances of um, their ideas or whatever. And that's because nobody knows. Like nobody, nobody's ever gonna know. At least, at least in my opinion. I just think there's no way we could ever be certain uh, of knowing. So... I mean, that's kind of intense too, coming to terms with the fact that we're not ever going to know what we're doing here. 
Um, but it, it gets easier over time. Yeah, it is pretty intense. And so, understanding this will kind of form the foundation for what's to come. And if you think about it, there are billions and zillions of other planets and stars in the universe. And they found a lot that have similar characteristics and qualities as Earth. So the likelihood that there are life forms just like us on another planet is pretty high. And so that means we're not the center of the universe. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to break it to you. But I mean, it's like, well, then, well, I don't know what meaning would be. What is it for them? I don't know. Like, we just, we just don't have the capacity to know. And also kind of realizing that there's a million other uh, planets and potential existences out there kind of helps us put in perspective just how crazy it is that we're here alive that I'm here hosting this podcast like what a time to be alive so I'm sure a lot of you are thinking well what about what about religion and what about spirituality and stuff like that which I'm gonna put on pause and talk about later um towards the end of the podcast because I mean that's not what if you were told your whole life that God had this purpose for you, like what I just said kind of is like, what? That doesn't make sense. So we're going to talk about it. But going back to kind of just being humans on the planet, if you look back, remember when I was talking about humans being just like higher evolved animals, what are animals doing? Their whole goal is to continue on their species, pass on their DNA And that's how they evolve when I was talking about last week, different characteristics and features so that they can maximize their survival so that they can pass on their DNA. And for us, that seems just a little like, uh, I'm just here to have babies. Well, not necessarily. With all of our new higher order thinking and functions, um, it kind of changes for us. But not necessarily. It's not like it's like it's just so it's so fascinating because it's just like a loop. Like you just get stuck. But for what I've kind of realized and just thinking about this is it's all up to us. There's really nobody else that gets to create that for for us and that is like that's a little intense it took me a minute to be like okay whoa what am I gonna do like it is up to me and it's intense but I'm realizing it's necessary because if we can work through these intense ideas then we can move on to greener pastures you know what I mean and I'm gonna share this quote by Alan Watts I really 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 enjoy listening to him 
he's super existential and shares his thoughts and wisdom on our existence and the universe and la la. But he says it is in this kind of meaningless that we get the profoundest meaning. And I feel like that kind of touches on um, when I just mentioned that we don't really have like a certified, like proven meaning. But I think that turns it around and it's almost like a blank canvas. Like, well, what are you going to decide it to be? And then it becomes so profound. I really like it. And so also, if you haven't, you totally should read this book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was in the concentration camps in the Holocaust and was a psychiatrist. And he, and through undergoing this experience, just was thinking about all these things and how, how can people have such horrible, horrible, horrible life experiences turn around and and put meaning towards their suffering. And so I'm going to share another quote by him that I thought was awesome. Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is, but rather he must recognize that it is he who asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible. Boom. And so he kind of addresses the, well, what are you going to do with your life? And this is where I'm realizing we have so much responsibility. It's a big, it's a big decision. It's a big choice. Like we're figuring out what we're going to do with our existence. Like that's our whole, that's what everybody's searching for almost. And I think. It takes a lot of power and responsibility to kind of be in the driver's seat and a lot of courage. I will, I will say that too. So in talking about all this, what is your meaning of life? Have you ever thought about these things? If you have, that's awesome. That's awesome that you're taking taking those steps and being courageous and strong and truly asking these existential questions. And if you're not, it's okay. But I do think that it's time. Like, I, I'm 26 and I'm like, oh God, I don't have much time left. Frick. And I don't know how old you are, but I'm sure you're in the same boat and you're like, well, I got to do something. And so when I kind of thought about it, well, I want to do what makes me happy. I want to be happy. I want to get the most out of life and just be happy. I mean, isn't that what everybody else wants to do? And I figure, I mean, if we're here, if we're on this planet, uh, well, what else are we going to do? So that kind of brings in another question of what makes you happy and that's a pretty intense question too I think it comes with a lot of layers and it's not it's not easy to answer so since that's such an intense question I'm actually going to touch on that I think it's the next podcast 
Um, but yeah, that that's a big, big guy, and I think he he deserves some time to have space and think about. And so, and while you're listening to this, and even after you're listening to it, just kind of think about that. What does make you happy? What does happiness mean for you? What were you taught about being happy? Okay, I don't want to get too much into next week, so I'll leave you with that. So, okay, now that we've kind of realized that we need to be the author of our life's work, how do we... How do we figure that out? And so that's kind of something that I have been thinking about over the last few months. And because I I just felt, it's like this weird feeling when, I mean, I guess it's depression. It's just this weird subconscious feeling and you're just like, something's not right. I'm not, I'm not happy all the time. Like joy's not like exploding out of my ears, which I mean, that's kind of a hard like goal, I guess, to (laughs) reach, but I do think it's possible. But just forever, I just, especially, I'll share this with you. I declared my major in engineering when I started college because I knew I was smart and I knew engineers made a lot of money and I just thought it was going to be cool. So I think it was, it wasn't very long into it. I think I was in the second or third semester, but I got so depressed and I was sleeping at these weird hours I really, I like to sleep, I've realized, so I can avoid difficult situations. Um, But yeah, I was sleeping. I feel like I was able to go to bed, but I was sleeping and I would wake up and it would be 4 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God, all my classes are over. Okay, well, let me try again the next day. Same thing. So that went on for two weeks. And since I was just, I think I was a freshman. I mean, I was still just a baby and I just didn't even know what to do. I didn't know what missing two weeks of school meant. And so I get these um, emails. I can't remember if it was the school or my advisor, but they were like, okay, you're about to be on probation because you just missed two weeks of school. Not to mention, I hadn't even talked to any of my teachers. And so my thought process was, okay, well, obviously I can't, I I don't know what's going on, but I can't go back to school right now. I hate physics. I hate calculus. I cannot, I can't, I just can't. And so I withdrew that semester and I kind of just, I was working, um, So, like, I had stuff to do, but I was still just so, just sad. Just so sad. Just crying all the time. I didn't, I didn't know what was wrong. 
my mom had ended up making an appointment to go see um, a primary care physician because I didn't have one. And so they gave me these samples for Pristique. It was it was like a new antidepressant um, on the market. So I was taking those, and I, I think I started to feel better a little bit. I think that was kind of helping me get back to baseline. But then, I don't remember which came first, but, well, then the samples ran out. So there was that. And I, she wrote me a prescription, and so I went to Walgreens. And they're like, well, there's not a generic version of this, so it's going to be $200. And I was just like, oh, my God. I can't, I can't even afford that. And so I did not get the prescription filled, and I stopped taking them. And I know... Doctors recommend that you wean yourself off just so your neurotransmitters aren't like, whoa, what just happened? But I mean, for me, there was not really another option. And geez, I can only imagine the rest of the population uh, having to experience that because it sucks. It sucks knowing that you can't afford to fix your mental health. Like you can't. You, like, there's no steps at getting better if you don't have any money. And, Lord, what a whole weird idea. But anyways, since I wasn't in school and I did have all this time off, you can imagine I was on the internet a lot, Facebook, you know. But I just remember reading a lot on Reddit about psychology, And it's hard to like trace back the specific event, but I just know I was reading about it. And then I realized that you can major in that in school. And I didn't really know what like my career would be back then (laughs) or still do I know, but, um, I just thought psychology was so fascinating and I thought that would be cool to study and maybe just like, hey, if I do this, at least I'll be happier than when I was doing engineering. Dude, I got all my withdrawal stuff figured out, got re-enrolled in college for the next semester, straight A's. Like it was just unreal how different it was going from engineering to psychology. But I realized, holy crap, like, if you're not doing what you enjoy, then you're going to be really sad. Not to mention, I realized that I was only majoring in engineering because I thought that that's what I needed to do. I thought that my idea of being successful meant your parents being proud of you and making a lot of money and having a prestigious job. And boy, like... If you want that to be your motivation, that's that's great. I respect that you want to do that. But for me, none of those things aligned with what I wanted. And I, 
I've just always lived my life on other people's terms. And so that stops today. And I've been doing really, really, really good at it. Um, I find I've been finding that the closer I get to what I value and what I enjoy, the happier I get. And so in discovering your purpose, I think that it's very important to get in touch with yourself. You are in the driver's seat. So who better to explore than yourself? You're the one in control of your whole life for the duration of your whole life. And so it's so important that you get to know yourself. And that's a really, really courageous step to take too. Because based on all of our environment and what society thinks and what our parents think and what our friends think and what everybody around us thinks, we have this perception of ourselves. And for me, it was very, very skewed in taking the time to learn about myself and figure out who Madeline is and really learn to love and respect and appreciate her. Game changer. So I don't know. I'll probably end up talking about this in the next podcast, but we can touch on some basic things. So I guess to get started on that would be, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you enjoy doing? What do you not enjoy doing? Try to list some of your strengths and weaknesses. Um, I know sometimes people are like, oh my God, that's a scary interview question. And I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of weaknesses, but I don't know what my strengths are. Well, yeah, it's always easier to point out our weaknesses because that's just how our mind is conditioned to think. And it's time to change that. But I realized that for my strengths is very compassionate. I care so much about how others feel and I really enjoy writing. I found that out um, through my blog and just kind of communicating how I feel and my experience. I feel like I'm kind and I think that's a really big strength in today's world because a lot of people are unkind And in my opinion, it's because they're in pain. But, and just my likes. I like people, well, (laughs) well, now now that's on the record. So (laughs) I like people. I like talking to people. I like understanding people. I like understanding our minds, how our minds work, biology. I really enjoyed neuroscience for, for a bit kind of just understanding what's going on, why we behave the way we do, why we think the way we do. And so in discovering and really taking the time to learn about myself in these ways is, okay, well, what can I do to make a living out of this? What can I do for the rest of my life that incorporates who I am as a person and what I enjoy and how I think I can give back to the world and share my light and how can I make money or make a living off this? And 
I feel like it's not like you're just going to like, okay, I'm going to do this. I got this whole idea for everything. I think it comes in steps. Really just what are your passions? What are you passionate about? What drives you crazy? What makes you smile so big? What lights up your face? What, what gets you going? Those are questions that you need to be asking yourself right now. Like not, not in five seconds right now. They're so important if you want to create this life for yourself. Because if you don't, you're just going to be sleepwalking. And you're going to be going day to day, not knowing why you're sad, not knowing why you're depressed, not knowing why you're unmotivated, not knowing why you're so tired. You have to figure out what you want out of this life. You have to figure that out so that you can start figuring out, well, what do I need to do to figure this out? (laughs) It's a lot of figuring out to do. And it sounds really scary. And it is really scary. But dude, you've been seeing all those memes posted like, KFC dude didn't figure out he wanted to make chicken until he was old. Okay, well, he at least he found it out. He figured out something he was passionate about and he figured it out. And it might take a while and it's okay. And that's why you got to learn to trust the process, which is a whole experience in itself. But yeah. So going back to being like sleepwalking. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. And that's not fair to yourself. Which, I mean, if you want to, do it. (laughs) Some people are completely happy being unconscious. And that's okay. In some sense. However, I don't think that it's fair to myself to go on and... I think waste is kind of an intense word because um, I don't I don't look at it as like a judgmental waste, like you're wasting your life. I just think that there is precious time. Like we said, we don't have much time on this earth, like 100 years max. And it's just not fair when we're on the couch watching Netflix until we die. Like to me... That's not fair to myself. I have so much to accomplish in this lifetime that I just just don't have time. And I don't want to wake up when I'm 50 and not just be like, well, dang. What did I do all those years? So... I think that you owe it to yourself to make this life the best one possible. I I mean, I think we all deserve that. Like, we're all awesome and we deserve happiness. And it's just going to take us understanding that truth. That we do deserve this happiness and we're going to have to work hard and live with full hearts to do so. But... Don't freak out and don't get super hard on yourself if you, if this is resonating with you. I don't think it's your, it's not your fault that you're unconscious. Like, because once you do become conscious and disregard it, I mean, that's no longer unconscious. I'm sure a lot of you know, if we're all asleep watching Netflix, then 
all the big bad guys can make money off of, off of us and do whatever they want. And we're just like not even worried about it. Which reminds me, if you like these topics, Mr. Robot on USA is awesome. And they're just doing their fourth season now. So they kind of touch on this idea um, a little bit. It's kind of a stretch. But yeah, check it out. So I think that if they can keep us unconscious, then they can control us. And I really think that's how the political system is manifesting right now. Um, But yeah, so I think, hey, stick one to the man and wake up. They... Living our lives fully scares the shit out of them because we don't believe their lives anymore. And we're like, no, I'm not going to pay this stupid money to you for taking advantage of me. No. And yeah, being happy and being authentic and being who you are is scary to people who don't know how to do that. If They feel threatened. Because they haven't figured it out for themselves. And I just want everybody to love each other. And to recognize who they are. Their power. So I just want to share all these things so we can all do that together. (laughs) And I, I mean, I know you're probably like, whoa, she's being really optimistic and unrealistic. But... I know that it's a difficult task. I'm being very realistic, actually. I know that it's going to take forever for this all to happen. But I mean, isn't that how evolution works? It takes millions of years. And if I can do whatever I can to send a little ripple in the consciousness, I think I've done my job. I mean, even going to meaning, for me, that's what happened. I realized I had been unconscious and sleepwalking for all of my life. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It's funny when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I was sleeping for so long. But sometimes that sleeping is necessary for us to figure out our lives and feelings and just... I mean, I think it's like a means of protection if you look at things evolutionarily. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. But luckily, I woke up early enough to where I could be like, okay, still have a little bit of time left. With that little time, I want to do the work now so that I can reap the benefits later. And I don't mean literally like, work, 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 work for my retirement. I mean, doing the inner work and figuring out myself and my passions and what steps can I take to create this life that I will respect and appreciate when I get older. I just, I just want to take this little bit of life that we were given from whom I don't know. I just want to make it the coolest thing ever don't want to miss out on any more opportunities so waking up requires taking ownership taking ownership of your life taking ownership of you no no one's gonna do this for you 
this is where you have to understand that you you are in control and you have to do this for yourself. No one else is going to do it. So you have to own up to your actions and your behaviors, whoa. And being conscious of these is like, okay, well, I did this on purpose. It wasn't an accident. And if you, like for me, when I was sleeping, I wasn't taking ownership of my behaviors and my actions. And I didn't realize how much I hurt people. And I wasn't even thinking, like I had no idea. But that's the thing is you have to be intentional and you don't want to hurt people. So you have to say, okay, well, this decision would hurt someone. What other decision can I take? What behaviors will lend the impression that I am doing this out of kindness and love? I think that when you're not thoughtful and considerate, that that will bleed into other people's lives. And so you have to take ownership of the choices that you make. Another part of taking ownership of yourself is taking control of your thoughts. And this is another big big guy because our thoughts are the whole thing driving us and if these thoughts are not cool then imagine where you're gonna go you know and this is the whole thing is like it's not your fault that your brain is thinking these things in the beginning It's not your fault because we have grown up in a society where we are pressured to do what other people want us to do, be who other people want us to be, be this idea of like beautiful and successful and rich and famous and whatever, whatever. And so we've got all these little voices in our heads that are like, okay, well, don't do that. That's messed up. Don't do that. That's ugly. I'm like, where did these voices come from? So you have to own your thoughts. If you want to take direction and control of your life, the way you talk matters. The way you think matters. If you are very negative and your thoughts lead you to being closed-minded and acting out of fear and not taking risks, that's going to affect your life. And it's important to realize that right now because if you don't, they're just going to go wild. They're just going to go wild. But like I said, like it's, it's not your fault until you make the conscious decision to not do anything about it. Because I, and I don't think I'm alone at all in this. I think we all have a lot of critical self-talk. But I grew up and it was so bad. Like the way that I've talked to myself my whole life is so bad and it makes me really sad to think about but now that I kind of realize that and why I realize that I deserve nice talk I mean I got to take care of myself you know so I learned that I needed to own up to my thoughts because that created my reality the minute that I became aware of my critical self-talk and tried to be conscious of transforming it, my life got infinitely better. 
my reality is getting so much better. It's insane. It's insane. And I I can't wait for the day when you guys get to experience that too. It's it's just magical. And I know it seems weird and weird, but it's real. So get out of that prison of your mind, own up your thoughts, and let's go it. When I was mentioning earlier the idea of meaning and not being meaning, and then maybe like this was going to touch into some spirituality and religion ideas, here, here we are. So for me, I instantly thought, okay, <laughs> someone's going to be like, well, that's not true. There's no meaning in life. God said whatever God said. Okay, okay, okay. Don't get so angry. I... I think that that's awesome to be in tune with your higher power to know and to trust that there is something for you. I think that's cool. And I still think that what I'm saying could resonate with that too. So in my understanding of the Bible and what Jesus taught, it's his idea of our lives was to share love, share our kindness, treating others with respect and us, uh, to live in his name, his honor, as well as being a good steward for the land. And if I'm missing something, please, I would love to know and love to understand. And I don't see how any of that is different from not like a Christian perspective. Because for me, I think that sharing love and kindness is so important too. I think that, I mean, in my understanding, we are all made of this huge energy, which I believe to be love too. Um, And I think that it's important that we share it with each other. We've got these big old hearts and being kind and respectful is what I think life is about too. I think being respectful and taking care of the earth is important because it's something that we, like I said, I don't know who gave it to us, but it's ours and we got to take care of it. It's our, it's our thing. Something bigger than us created it and like, dang, that's some pretty art. So I understand a lot of these Christian ideas of purpose too. And I I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, oh, I was thinking about the living in his honor. So for me, without it being kind of a an intense worship idea of living in my higher power, source, energies, honor, is just understanding that I don't know what we're doing here and I don't know what's going on but something something thought that creating a madeline was a cool idea and i don't think i don't know if i'll ever know who or what decided that that was a good idea but something did and like that's something that i'm grateful for because if i wasn't here i wouldn't be having these thoughts and i wouldn't be having these experiences and I wouldn't, I just wouldn't get to be here. And so I think that respecting that 
whatever that is, is something that I am not obligated to do, but something I would like to do to return the gesture, you know? And I think that in showing my gratitude for my existence is just embracing my life and living fully and passionately so that I can say, hey, look, something deemed it a good idea for me to exist and I am going to kill it. I'm going to take that and I'm going to make something great out of it. And I think that's such a beautiful way to honor whatever decided we were here. And I think that's what a lot of people relate to looking at God. God gave me the chance to live, so I'm going to show him what's up. I'm going to show him and tell him thank you. And if you're not religious or spiritual, which, I mean, I wasn't religious and then I became spiritual because I I think kind of religion and spirituality are different um, a little bit. Um, But even if you don't, you can understand the same basis of, okay, well, there's no meaning and we're just here, you know? But I think that's another avenue to realize that everybody, all the billions of people on the earth are so different and none of us are created alike. We're all individual unique snowflakes. Um, but we all have different skill sets and perspectives and experiences. And so it's like, there's nobody else that's going to be like you. And so I think that you should embrace it. And that's kind of where you find your meaning is through your individuality and your uniqueness. And I think that's something you can do without um, having to rely on a higher power for your meaning or purpose or whatever. So um, going kind of back I guess it doesn't really, it could be all religious, spiritual, non-practicing anything. I think the bottom line too is to turn inward and whether that's meditating or turning to God in prayer or talking to yourself, you are the only person who understands you and only you can unlock these, these doors to find these answers for your life. And I've really found it super powerful to turn inward. And asking myself these questions. And I highly recommend it to you for learning more about your meaning and your purpose and how to make the most out of your life. There we are. Um, That's a little touch on kind of my perspective of meaning and what we're doing here and what to do about what we're doing here. So yeah, I hope you thought that that was pretty cool and I hope that some things resonated with you and maybe sparked your curiosity and maybe you have a million more questions and I would love to hear them and love to hear your thoughts and see what you think. So with that being said, our next episode, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be about let's get serious. So where, where are you right now? Where are you in this life? 
this is going to take so much honesty and so much patience and so much strength and courage. And I believe that each one of you has all that inside you. So I think that you are able to ask these questions. But we're just going to talk about how to check in with yourself on all kind of directions and parts of your life to see where you want to be. And also talking about kind of coming to terms with if you're not, it's up to you. This is where that intentional living comes. If you are not where you want to be, it's important to acknowledge that. And remember, you owe it to yourself to do all this work. You owe it to yourself to give yourself the best life that you can. And so... I hope you are getting so excited. I'm getting excited. I love talking about this stuff. I love sharing my thoughts on this. Um, And I'm super excited to see where this goes. But thanks again so much for tuning in this week. And don't forget, if you you have any more questions or any ideas that you want to send my way, go ahead and do it. And if not, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. This is Madeline with Embrace the Madness. Have a great day. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.